Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. And maybe we can keep in touch, like they did in the old days, it wasn't so long ago. And, I'm gonna, and that's going to be my style. Go for it. That's going to be my new style. I like your style. Um, I, I, I fucking ask you something, and now I blanked on it. God, how many times a day does that? Is that age? Am I no? Am I, I 43, and that's why I can't remember anything anymore? I think you and I, I have legit overactive had a brain. question lined up, locked and loaded. I say this, and then we goofed around. You were going to ask me one. Like yes. you were like, oh, you know what I'll ask him. About? I'm gonna. I was like, I'm gonna open the show with this. It's gone. Maybe it'll come back. Well, like, what are the hours for country school? Oh yeah, what are the hours? <laughs> Your first guess is it. <laughs> oh yeah, what are the hours for country school? Country town. What is it called? Countryville. Country school. I. What do I call? I got schoolhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Should be schoolhouse. Country school. Schoolhouse. You good? Did you see Barbie? Did you see Oppenheimer? Did you see Asteroid City? Did you see the new Indiana Jones? Did you see the new Mission Impossible? Yeah. Uh, no. Yes. Wait, wait, yes, hold on. Yes, Barbie? Yes. Barbie? Yes. Liked it? I did not see it. Oppenheimer? Yes. Liked it? Yes. Indiana Jones? Yes. Liked it? Yes. Mission Impossible? Yes. Liked it? Yes. Asteroid City? Yes. Liked it? Charming. Interesting. That's pretty good numbers for some summertime movies. Yeah. Have you seen them I think all? you're going to also like Barbie when you see it. You've seen them all? I haven't seen any of them, but I'm Is almost certain I'm almost certain that you will but like you've Barbie. Seen Barbie. I haven't seen anything. Oh, you haven't wow. seen any of them? None of them. Oh, Rory. But I'm almost certain you're going to like Barbie making it basically a 4.5 out of 5 for you. I Asteroid City's charming. You get a half point. Yeah. What do you think? You saw all those? Yeah. I like haven't seen Oppenheimer yet. I'm seeing it tonight. Can I say um I, and I'm only bringing this up. Obviously, it doesn't ruin anything. But my show in Durham, North Carolina, uh-huh. uh, was a theater. I don't know if I already told what? you this. It was uh, uh, and, and so while we're doing sound check and killing time before the show, which is a lot of time, um, there's like an earthquake that just kind of keeps happening. And I go, I go, fucking Oppenheimer. And we all like have a laugh. But we're like, oh, they're doing construction. It goes on enough to where uh, I go off to get food. 
with a friend, come back to shower and get ready for the show. And my tour manager, Grant, goes, he goes, you know what that shaking is? And I go, what? And he goes, it is Oppenheimer. And I go, what? And he goes, there's a movie theater attached that's like bumps oh. up against this. He goes, that's, that's Oppenheimer. And I go, that's what happens in that movie theater is that? Yeah. And he goes, yeah. And I go, I now know I will potentially be bringing uh, earplugs with me because if I'm hearing and feeling it through several walls yeah. in here, <laughs> what in the fuck is going on in that room? Especially if you go to like IMAX or yes, anything that the way has it's intended. like enhanced sound. Yeah. I saw an IMAX 70 millimeter. Okay, we know you make the money. What? <laughs> I saw it on my phone the way Nolan intended. And the, truly, I, I was, saw it I was like, a, God, I saw it on, so a, on a plane edited for content. <laughs> Formatted mm-hmm. to fit this screen. Yeah. Did you ever hear my joke about that? No. Tired of putting on a movie and it says formatted to fit the screen. Like, yeah, I get it. I have a shitty TV. It's small. All right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're saying. You're a fucking VHS player. <laughs> Pretty great writing. Yeah. Really. I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got to see Oppenheimer. I love that you're going tonight. I think you have to see all of those. I want to see all five of those. Asteroid, Asteroid City's, City's on, already, like, yeah, it's yeah. out. It's on Peacock right now. You can watch it on Peacock. Um, I really lo- I loved it. Good. Um, Daniel liked it. He gave it a half point. Well, can I, I'll just say this okay. about liking things this summer, and we'll talk about it on the show. Pina Listen, Coladas, you finally tried them. The must list. Um, the Offer. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. It might be the most entertaining show I've ever watched. Huh. It is. You would go nuts And for you've it. seen all of Friday Night Lights? <sighs> no. I have, and I, I kind of agree with Daniel. Rory. That The Offer? I heard a lot of up and down Mm-mm. there are some there are some things where Not, i'm like okay it must just be right for me it's, even also, breaking shot, it's bad? also shot like it's, it feels like it's shot on it's film it's so great even breaking bad breaking bad is in my opinion probably the greatest television show of all time even just the but ten I, of so us. i would not say that oh not just the ten of us that's what i thought and that's always been my bar facts of now, life hanging with mr cooper facts of life Facts of Life is that's that even that's its own head of the class, dude. I love it. Do you like WKRP? Of course, baby. He just passed away, didn't he? Really? I think maybe six months ago. Um, no, just entertaining, just so wonderful. The guy who plays Robert Evans, it's fucking uncanny. Matthew Good, do you know him? No, I don't know anything or anybody or anything. Well, he was in Downton Abbey. That's how I know him. He is uncanny. Yeah. In English actor, he's fantastic. It. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Ha- I don't it's, watch it's anything. L.A. in the '70s, people trying to make movies. It's. I've only really been watching one show on Apple TV Plus, and that's really all I've been watching. Oh, uh, I've whatever heard that's good. it is, yeah, yeah, whatever it's called. It's about things. working out or something. Am I allowed? <laughs> am I allowed to promote the offer? I don't know. Who fucking knows? It's not your project at all. Who I knows? don't know the rules. Okay. Shall we do it? Shall yeah, we yeah, go to some? Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, get, let's some get some of these of messages, folks. Listen to these messages, all right? And then we'll see you back here in a second. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. 
In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we're back! <laughs> Daniel and I just did a little no snow. And we are excited. Wow, we did that as though we had come back from the middle break. Oh, that's right. Let's go to the letters! It's that no snow. Wait, what the fuck? Hold on. Stop fighting me. Stop fighting Oh. Thought we would come out holding hands. Oh. The fuck is this? Wait. <laughs> the ma- will you like, fix- is there no there's nothing we can do to to make this not have to happen? I know people got a little all bit that, of water. All that, is there nothing all we can do to the to pages? Do Okay, here we go. We're, we have, we maybe did do coke. I wonder what that felt like just listening to it. Oh yeah, the Marx Brothers. It was as good as the Marx Brothers. Dear Rory, go ahead. And Daniel. Oh, that's nice that they included your name. I'm that level now. This. Oh, is, I can't believe they included you. This is stationary. That's from Scott A. Gooden. Dear Rory and Daniel, don't say my Lisa, name. Lissa moved so swiftly to the mic and then just Bailed. thought she thought better of it and Good. just went. Good. Nope. Let's leave it there. <laughs> Dear Rory and Daniel, I am writing you on some very snazzy stationery that my girlfriend Kendall gave me as a present early in our relationship. We both really enjoyed the show. Not a bad early gift, Kendall. Kendall! With here's, a good gift early on in the relationship. Here's my question. And I did, I'm reading this for you. Because well, for all of us, I know, but I mean, some. What's that? Or wait, does it say for me? No, but I'm just saying, what's that word? Let me see it. There's no way. It took me a long time. Kazakhstan. Good job. Here we go. <laughs> when I was, I meant not to figure out the words to sound it out. When I was nine years old, my family moved. That's how you figure out the word. <laughs> it took me a long time. My family moved to Almaty. Kazakhstan? I don't know. For, I don't know. for two years. It. My dad worked for the FBI at the time okay. and accepted the assignment gladly after visiting the country several times before. Everyone in my family had a say in whether or not we would go, and I agreed because he was so excited about doing it. However, as a third grader, had not thought ahead about how this would mean leaving my friends and school Third behind. Grade. Wow, I'm nervous about moving from um, LA to another and state. And while the school the we country. attended there had an international English speaking program, this started in middle school, which wow. meant that I spent fourth grade as the only English speaking student in what was mostly an immersive Russian speaking environment. Wow. It was a pretty miserable experience at the time. But I am now able to look back and be grateful for what it for for it as it has shaped who I am today. Interesting. Rory. Okay. This feels if very this kind of opportunity came up for you, how would you balance Elliot's comfort, uh, happiness with the potential I'm sorry. You know what is so funny? It's, Benefits. It's of, more funny to imagine that it's not you trying to interpret the handwriting, but you just trying read. to like you just like 
I don't know. Does this work? It's like, Daniel, you read every week. (laughs) Every day, you're reading something. I'm in a real Flowers for Algernon situation. Uh, With the potential benefits of life experience down the road. Daniel, I extend the same question for any children you may have one day. Love the show. Thanks for the laughs and companionship. Scott. P.S. In the Fab Fit Fun app, no, in the Fab Fit Fun ad from way back in the day, is the promo code Top Show or Talk Show? <laughs> Scott. Wait, what is that? I guess at one point we did one ad. Let me see. Sound it out. Wait, how old is this letter? We just got it. Scott. But when is what for Scott listening? That's true, too. Fab Fit Fun. We must have done an ad. That's got to be Starburns. Fab Fit Fun. Um, R.I.P. I'm going to tell you what, Scott. It's uh, it's Top Show. <laughs> it's Top Show. So go there, hit in Top Show, and... <laughs> the, idea, the idea that someone wants to get healthy. <laughs> Our reading of the ad made them believe this app could be the key to their personal success. Yeah. And has been like, I'm not signing up until I find out what the promo code yeah. was. That probably doesn't even work anymore. Can I also can I also just I put love out there our pen pals? I, I what I love is that Scott went to a school where he was the only one who spoke a language and he had to figure it out. But Scott decided to not just try two different attempts (laughs) at the promo code. Or, that's fun, that's way more funner, or he is in a heated argument with some other pen pal about what it is. Yeah, knowing that they can't find out because it's, it's gone. And they're like, Wait, well, which one was it back then? <laughs> or we read the ad so bad because we used to go, hey, you're listening to the bells. We got it out of here for you. <laughs> we I read the that. ad so bad that they can't tell. Scott, you're an enigma. Just this is every, every bit of this is an enigma, but truly just that last little dash, that little dash of salt you put on at the end. Also, is it weird that I have a feeling about the fact that he chose green ink? Not a negative, but it that's a choice. It's not always a choice. Sometimes it's the pen that's lying around. So you're going to go with stationary and then be like, whatever pen. Sometimes. Not whatever paper. Sometimes. Okay. He also maybe always uses green. Right. He could because be he feels like that's guy. unique. G- GPG. Every element of this is unique to him. Right. Um, what was the what letter about it all? All I can think about is the promo code. Top uh, show? I will tell you this. Shout out to any future advertiser who, as a joke... Makes the promo code that we read. Yeah. Top show. Top show. Uh, Scott, my my quickest answer, my quickest and most succinct, succinct? Succinct. 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 Yeah. We both had problems with the word today. I have problems. I have more problems than you can even imagine. <laughs> I doubt it because I'm living them. First off, I don't know how to do a proper impression of Sam Elliott. <laughs> Is that what you're going for? It's close. Well, Not. well. Well, I can help you there, brother. What if you met him and he's like, Hi, Daniel, thanks for being a fan. <laughs> you're like, oh. Well, you are a good actor. You know what? I thought about it, and some cowboys could be gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sam, you really are a great actor. You you should, people should know this. And action. I'm back. Yeah. I'm beef. What? I want beef, whiskey, and a cigarette. What? We got to go kill those men. Here's what I think. Uh, I, that is crazy. Your dad got a job offer. You went to Kazakhstan. I love that. I like, love that. Later in life, you were able to look back and be like, maybe your input shouldn't have been included. I well, we'll let him decide. And he wants to do it. He's in third grade. Yeah, I gotta say, my I I I I would not be able to handle it as easily. I think very heavily about my daughter's experiences, and while kids are adaptive and they look back and these things are fine, I mean, that's so extreme. And so he looks back and sees the benefit of it or, like, is like, oh, I was changed by it. It really informed me how to, like, navigate. I can't help but always, like, oh, did she get the... Uh, you, you try to not apply so much of what you did do in your life or what you didn't do in your life to your child. You don't... It, it's hard to look at your child's life as their own unique experience that doesn't require happiness derived from how you gained your happiness or things that you liked. For instance, 
if this helps paint the picture for everybody, there's a world where you have a son or daughter and they don't give a fuck about a cabin or a lake or any of that. And you, you, and you would be like, but what do you mean? This is so fun and this is the thing. And the reality is they don't derive their joy from the same yep. – it isn't the same thing. And that they don't get – the thing that you got from your elders that was obtained through a location and all this with your grandfather and all that stuff – it, it, those were also circumstances that that inspired those relationships that were uh, amplified by that location, that the combination of what led you in your life to find nostalgic joy in your space that became your home is those aren't the same ingredients applied to your child as to what they uh, find joy in. And so... I would say I use that as an example of where you and I would sit here and go, "Fucking your kid doesn't like the lake. It's fun. You go for a week. Who gives a shit? It's fun. Like you would still go do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean your kid ever attaches to it the way you do. Right. Um, and and so I mean to say is, I live in this world of going. Oh, I I want to constantly be aware of that, even though it's very difficult. Uh, and I will find I I find that with an only child. I oftentimes spoil my kid way too much, and I now understand why people have spoiled their kids is because it isn't out of some um, hoity-toity kind of like, I want my kid to have everything because they, they need to possess everything. It's because you are in this like constant tornado of wanting to provide good like these good feelings these vibes of all these things like and it and it can also be a detriment to your kid your kid needs to know what boredom is like and find their own way out of boredom or experience what boredom is or Mm -hmm. experience these like loneliness and rejection and all of that is not those are not necessarily negative they're like positive life experiences that create you know that teach us how to cope and stuff I factor all that in when I'm like, oh, I want to move out of Los Angeles. Like right now, we want to move to Los An- out of Los Angeles to potentially Colorado, and yet we're in a position of being like, ah, my kid's already in school with her friends, and then we move to another thing, and I never did that, and I, I, I that might have affected me negatively. And instead of, I look at it that way instead of looking at it like, oh, but also, what if it changes our lives for the absolute better? Right. And she goes, oh my god, I love it. I didn't know that. I didn't know that a neighborhood could feel like this, mm-hmm. or friendships could be like this, or being on the soccer team, or or that winter <laughs> felt like this. You know, so I would say I get very emotional about it, way twisted up, way more than I should, because in reality, sometimes you just have to make decisions and you just go for it and you pay the price of it, and that's just how it goes when you're when you're a family. Yeah, yeah. Do you? That was my short answer. Do you think that there's that a, was my succinct, 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 succinct answer. Succinct pieces. Do you think that? I think I fucking hate that word, honestly. Succinct. Yeah, succinct. Do you think that there's a cutoff age at which you would definitely not move your child? I have one. Middle school, maybe, high, definitely not high definitely school. Not high school, but maybe Anytime not before freshman school. year. Yeah, because you don't necessarily end up like. For instance, I didn't transfer middle school to like I, my high school experience was all brand new. But Rochelle, it was just the same. Just, it, high school just brought in some of the farm. Those yeah, yeah. communities, yeah, yeah, to like, smaller, yeah, to, from those smaller grade schools. Yeah. But, but middle school for me, but it jun- was, everybody I was in junior high with, I was in high school with. I went kindergarten to eighth grade with at the same school with mostly the same people in a class of no more than forty. I think maybe even maybe not more than thirty, and then went off to a high school where I think two, three, four, five, maybe five of us went from that middle school off to that other high school. In my friend so. group, there's 16 of us. One, one of those guys joined us in high school. Yeah, one. Yeah, that's, and, I gotta say that's actually pretty shocking, knowing that you came from such a small town. Like that's really shocking. Well, no, I mean there were a couple guys like who were from Creston, which is like the next small little farming community over, and and they came in. Yeah, but they knew the area and they had known some of the other people in the group. Yeah, yeah. But we, they didn't go to junior high. Yeah, but yeah. one friend literally. Moved from the Chicago suburbs before freshman year started, oh, okay. and is now like one of my and our closest friends. Yeah, um, and I think that that's because you can still going into freshman year, 
it is still such a new chapter for everybody that with activities, whether that's chess club or foreign language club or football or soccer, great examples. You still, Every single one of those. You still things. can form new relationships and have activities. That's right. You know, and it's, it's an interesting thing you said too about like well, the thing that could negatively affect your child may not at all because they're different from you, and the thing that you hope gives them all this joy could be something they're not interested in. Yeah, I'll never forget. You know, my cousin. Uh, Kenny. Kenny! Shout out, Kenny. Played football. Shout out football. uh, All four years of high school. Shout out high school. Was great. Very good player. Scored touchdowns. Was a starter. Wasn't asked to, but still did. Yep. He was told to block. Then (laughs) his younger brother, my cousin Ben, was in, uh, you know, um, he was a singer and he was in band and in marching band. Yeah. And I remember once my uncle Ken saying, this was uh, after I was out of high school, after Kenny was out of high school and Ben was now in high school. He was goes, now in high school. Ben was in high school, yep. yeah. And he was like, I get as pumped up for watching Ben do marching band as I did watching Kenny play football. Yeah. And I thought, how fucking great. How great is Uncle Ken? Is that? You know that, that like a guy. Yes, I and mean, Connie, you're great too. It's about Ken right <laughs> now. Is. Jesus Christ. But like, you know, Uncle Ken's best day is... Let's grab a case, case of Bush Light. I'm going to do stuff around the house all day, and we're going to have college football on. But his best, best day was when you brought me around. and <laughs> They do love He you. said that. Yeah. He said this is the best day of my uh-huh. life. He goes, I get as pumped watching Rory eat schoolhouse Food chicken. Food that I, I paid did it for. for. <laughs> I said the name. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. A, a I get as pumped to give Rory a free ride to Chicago as I do. <laughs> <laughs> he did give us that ride. He did. But, like, you know. Uh, Ken is uh, my uncle. Ken is a, is a great guy, and he he loves football, and he loved watching Kenny play football, and that is his that's his wheelhouse. Yeah. But when another one of his sons said, "I actually like doing this," he goes, "That gives you joy. You love doing it. I'm in. Yeah, Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. And he got jazzed. Yeah. To see his one son perform on the football field with a ball in his hand, and the other one with you know a saxophone. Like yeah, it it just was it a saxophone. I honestly don't remember. I, th- I, I don't think it was. Might have been the clarinet. I don't think they do saxophones. In marching band? Do they do saxophones in marching band? Oh, yeah. I was going to say they it's do. It's one it of was the a trick main question. ones. I knew. Yeah, I know. I knew. Welcome to Lissa's Nerd Corner. Hey, you're in Nerd Corner with Lissa Rubin. I was the pep band conductor in oh high school. God. All right. We already I called it Nerd know. Corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to call it Mega Nerd Corner. Loserville. <laughs> Well, uh, Daniel and I were on the field. I never played football. But I, play, line, I played European football. The drumline was fucking cool, kids. The movie? Oh. The Is movie. that true? The drumline was cool, kids? Yeah. The drumline had this, like, sort of rhythm. Devil may care, like, fuck off, we're drumline. Yeah. During homecoming week on Friday, the drumline at some point beat would up just, the football team. <laughs> 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 Shut up! You shut up! Get out of here, drumline! Why do you treat us like this? Succinct! We're homecoming! Uh, they would go through the halls and, and play like a, a like cadence. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, as the, when they passed your classroom, it was kind of this unwritten, unwritten rule that you could leave class and start following them. And eventually they would have everybody through the school leading to homecoming to the pep rally, following drumline. It was like, and it was over. And, oh, it was so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. But I've never seen Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe you've never seen Friday Night That was a long answer. Sorry. That you went all the way back to Friday Night Lights. Well, because it made me think of how football intense they were. That show would probably resonate with me. You really should see it. I've started it, remember? I just haven't kept going. I never watched the last episode. Because you don't want it, it to end? Have it uh-huh. in your heart forever. Yeah. You really we should. Know. They both die. Hey! <laughs> what? You're never going to watch it. I thought you were going to go. will she. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, you don't know which both. Yeah, you don't know which both. Just another couple of characters. Do you remember what happened, Rory? Hey, the- stop! Let her, let her finish. When I was pep inductor. The moment you realized... Pep- you had the hots for Tim Riggins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's like a moment that happens. I met Lila Garrity at Runyon Canyon. I should have asked her to do the show. Um, we were flying somewhere and connected in Utah, and we got off the plane, and 
this is in the height of us watching the show. And, Jer- and by the way, we're, we we started watching the show, I think, way later. Mm-hmm. So she goes, I think that was Tim Riggins at the gate. And I go, really? And she goes, yeah, Taylor Kitsch. And I go, I go, oh, I go, 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 go say hi to him. You should go talk to him. And she was like, really? I go, yeah, who cares? And so she went up and was just like, I'm such a big fan of the show. And he was the nicest. I didn't see any of this. But she was like, oh, my God, he was so nice, nice and so, like, grateful and all that. And I was just like, God, just think. If we would have put our time in, we could have had a threesome with Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> you know, and where do I fall in that? Where do you fall in that? Am I allowed to be, even be there? You're prob- All you're going to do is out. keep kissing Jordan. And staring at Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if she still listened to the show, she'd love this moment. She uh, doesn't listen to the show anymore. And I get it. I get it, too. I get it. I get yeah, it. I mean, this is what we always talk about is Taylor Kitsch and the threesome with him. So, yeah, I get it. Why would you listen to this? We should get Taylor on. Or at least Plums. I'm going to get Taylor on. Okay. I'm going to Instagram him today. Or Adrian Palicki. I got to say, Instagram DM, I just swing at everybody, and I just see who who goes, yeah, all right. <laughs> we took a swing yesterday, <laughs> and I love you for it. I took a swing yesterday. Well, you guys are get... doing a show together. Now you get to bring it up and be like, hey, I messaged no, he, you. No, he's not on that show. Just uh, the bass player. So oh. my, my in. Oh, okay. I try to get Dave Matthews, guys. I'm a, I'll get him. I'll get him. Don't you worry. I'll get him. I'll get him on this show. All right, I feel like we did it. We did do it. Yeah. God, what a that was a fun I love a letter where we're just kind of in a dream state. Yeah, well that's the medication. Oh yeah. All right, Scott. Yeah, Scott. Uh nice stationery. Get the order correct. Next yes, time. Scott. Wait, no, I like the order, Scott. We wish you well. Sincerely your pen pals, Scoville Van Daniel. And Daniel Van Rory. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. And we're back! <laughs> That's Wayne Mesmer, I think. Yep, no, I know. Plugs and hugs with us cute little bugs, Daniel and Rory. That's the wrong order. Fuck, I hate it when I do it. You're nice. I'm a good person. Um, RoryScoville.com for all my tour dates. Check, this is how you promote. Check out my IMDb, see what I've been on, see if you can still consume any of that. See if you like any of that stuff, and if any of it's still... Coming out every Wednesday, watch You're it. Towing a line. I'm towing a line. 
Um, I'm in the same boat as I may have been before or after, whatever you, I don't know when is what. You love but being on boats. There's a thing. That's all I'll say. I, I'm on tour, though. Go to DanielVanKirk.com if you are in states like Wisconsin, Ohio, Illinois, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania. Just say Texas. your website. Just say go to Daniel Van Kirk. How can you ever remember that you don't, they don't know? That. I Just, know. You do. Yeah, I know. Guys, go to DanielVanKirk.com. What are you worried about? I want to tell them. You need to be more succinct about it and just have them go to us okay. one place. All right, I'll be kasink. <laughs> eleven eleven, the Lincoln Lodge is my special and album taping, produced and directed by Lissa Rubin. Album recording for Blonde Medicine. It's two shows. It might sell out. If it does, it's I hope it's sell because out. Just people get the like you, it's pen pals, are there. Go to DanielVanKirk.com. That's on eleven eleven. And there's a whole bunch of more fun stuff happening, too. Let's go, go to, to this letter that's inside this. Meow. Meow. What's that say? I think this is from the last letter. Should I read it? Let me see it. Dear Roy and Daniel, we went to Roy's show at the Bell House in Brooklyn on 422, 7 p.m., but we could not figure out who to give our letter to. Sincerely yours, Scott and Kendall. Oh. Yeah, if you do bring uh, letters to any of the shows, uh, first off, if they're this size, this is great because I can easily put this in my bag and keep it going, but... Yeah, I'd say maybe Grant at the merch table. Sometimes I come out after the show. Sometimes I or have ask, a second show. Ask and I don't for a come manager. Out. Or ask for the manager. Um, but thank you. Thank you for coming out. Um, so I guess this is from Kendall. Yep. First one was from Scott. April 22nd, the Bell House, KTS. Now, this is stationary? Station envelope? I don't know what this envelope is. Envelope area? I've never even. Start. This is unheard of. Personalized card. Hey, fellas. Hey. When my mom, what did what did Scott open with? My name. Yeah. Hey, fellas. When my mom was in her twenties, her family had a discussion one night at dinner. Would you rather lose your mind or your body? My grandma said she'd rather lose her body in order to keep her mind. When I was three, she died of Alzheimer's. My grandpa said he'd rather lose his mind, and when I was seven, he passed from ALS. Whoa. This leads me to my questions for you. One, what are your answers to my family's infamous dinner table question? I mean, we... we That's we, lore. That's some family we lore. We do not get this deep at the dinner table. We say, how was your day? Two, <laughs> are you superstitious? Sincerely, your pen pal, Kendall P.S., my partner grew the shoe, so for our anniversary, I bought him personalized stationery to write into the pod, along with a pin engraved with the day and time he first became a pallor. How great ding, is that? Ding, 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 ding. Kendall, jeez, love a, it. Think of that. She commemorated her love for Scott, whose letter we just read. Yeah. By giving him a pen that had the date he first became a pallor. Yeah. That's so nice. Um, so this is a couple that came to your show. They came to the show. And I, I'm not going to lie, they came to one of the best shows of the tour. I crushed it. Bellhouse. I, I can, Bellhouse the early, early Bellhouse space. show, I fucking ripped it up. Yeah. They have and a good tore, and then I too. tore it down. And then I fucking rebuilt it. I torched it. Yeah. Like a cabin. Body or my Daniel? Out of your mind, I, I and there is no winning, right? There is no, the body, there's no winning, and there's only losing. The body is so frustrating, and the mind is Needs so the, they scary. They need each other, don't they? The mind is so scary, and I don't say this lightly, and I don't say it because it's your, he he's an I have my in, answer. Your, in your favorite movie, but Michael J. Fox has given me a lot of credence to feel. That you want to keep your mind, as well as Stephen Hawking, and I forget I was his say name. The the guy who played for the Saints, mm -hmm. who blocked that punt on the first game back after Hurricane Katrina, mm -hmm. and like became 
like a, a, an iconic moment for that city and for that team. And then he has ALS. Yep. And uh, Steve Gleason. I'm sorry. Steve Gleason. Steve Gleason. Did you look that up, or did you just know that? Um, but you wait, you just said no to a either or. I, I <laughs> she looked it up, but she up. remembers it because she knew it too. ESPN, I think, did a thirty for thirty or something, or like a big segment about him, which is pretty powerful if you can find it and watch it. So I have an, I have my answer. When I think of body, uh, that makes me think of Get Out, right? Where you're still in there. Yep, the hypnosis thing. Yeah. Um, or the entire theme of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I think Man, I don't want to get dark, but you know, I guess we're at dinner. They also what are they having that would take them down such a I guess I'd say mine because if you or I I'd lose my body. Because Could you imagine if, they just put grill like grilled burgers and they're like all right, burgers. You said you wanted monster, right? Yeah, but what do you want, mind or body? Oh god! Uh, oh, wow! Oh, the food's so good, though. <laughs> the fries are like McDonald's, but you they're made homemade. These? You made these. Um. So yeah, I think I'd want to keep my mind because even if you lose your body, even if it's even or even if you lose your mind, you might go and and it doesn't hurt you as much. It's certainly going to hurt the people who love you. I think mind I would want to maintain yes. because it seems to me historically we see that there is like I think you can still that you know you don't need your physical self to kind of still be here but I do think when the mental starts to fade and let's I think we're talking more specifically Alzheimer's and dementia I think when that starts to fade um or you know take over it almost is like, well, yes, you're physically still here, but it doesn't mean that you can still be here in a way. And I don't want that to sound offensive or hurtful, but I think what I'm trying to say is Stephen Hawking, still here his whole life. Mm-hmm. Mentally, there. Michael J. Fox, same. He might find, you know, obviously there are hurdles. Yeah. Did you watch that, Doc? I haven't watched it yet. Neither have I. But I think with dementia, I don't know what you, and totally correct me on this, but I don't know what you still do. I don't know what other than just kind of wait. You're monitored a lot. You're monitored, and I don't know that you're still, it's not like you have dementia and you go, I don't know, I think I'll still go play basketball. I I don't, do you still do that stuff? I think when when you have those things, it sort of also debilitates your physical self. Yeah. Because I think you become, I, I don't know that you still are able to actively, Take care of yourself. That's why I say they they need the two. And I would say that everyone, for what you have, whatever your situation is, have gratitude for for what you're capable of doing and not necessarily worry so much about what we're incapable of. But my assumption is I would go, I'd, I would rather lose my physical self because I think with the mental self, I'm still a, a, a spiritual mental presence for those around me mm-hmm. and for myself and fully mm-hmm. aware of myself. Um, I'm now actively trying to dietary wise, figure out what combats Alzheimer's and uh, uh, dementia because I don't know, I've gotten off pot for the most of this year. I decided, you know, I've been smoking pot for a really long time and doing a lot of stand up, getting high a lot what is it like to not do that? And so most of this year, I have not, I would say I'm 99% of the year. Is I'm not, I haven't smoked. I can't, I remember one time I smoked in San Diego for a show in early May. I couldn't tell you before that when the last time was. And it's, you know, it's not because I'm against pot. I love it. I miss it. But I'm like, oh, I should experiment with what the other side of mm-hmm. being an adult without that is. Because I don't know it. And so I'm also you're researching like what are healthy brain foods that I could be, you know, eating. So like gaining better memory, gaining better, you know, mental whatever. So I would say my own actions facilitate that yeah. I have a high function on yeah. mental before getting this. Oh, here it is. <laughs> sort of where it went. Before getting this question, I was already actively trying to go mental. Lissa? So my mental- wrong mental. <laughs> when I was the pep conductor, my, when I conducted, my maternal grandfather died from Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. My paternal grandmother died from ALS. They both had it for. Did you write this? A very long time. Yeah. Oh my god! Candles an anagram for Lissa. They. 
my grandmother was visiting and they were both at my house at the same time and in separate conversations my grandpa this was early days in his alzheimer's and he was like i cannot imagine having als like i cannot imagine what that would be like for her and then in a separate conversation i had with her she was like i cannot imagine what it would be like to have alzheimer's and to lose interesting my mental function yeah what i'll say from my experience with both of them is my grandfather's situation was harder on us than it was on him. Yeah. He, once hit, once he was gone. That's what I'm saying. He was gone. It, yeah, 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 yeah. And so it was more. But of, he and he doesn't have an awareness of that. No. Nope. But also there's we don't know stages, what he what his inter like. There's, here's what I wonder. There's early stages where they he was do, really angry. Where they're like, why did I do that? Or like, where was I? It was like he. I think you would get frustrated. You can't remember. You can't recall. Oh, it was and I think really that irritates you. He wouldn't let go yeah, of yeah. that. And at the point that he let go, he was a happier, calmer person. Well, there's a TikTok. I showed it to you where this, this guy's dad has moved in with them because he has dementia, and he's putting on his shoes, and he was like, I live here? And he goes, yep. And he's like, how long for? And he goes, ah, oh, you've been here about a year, Dad. He's like, and what am I doing today? And he goes, we're just, we're just going to hang out. Huh. So I don't remember? And he goes, no, you don't, Dad, but it's okay. Huh, what happened to me? And he goes, you got old. And he goes, well, looks like you got old, too. He's like, yep, I got old too. Dad. Like he had just, he had surrendered. Yes. Yeah. I, but I, my, Which some what I want to know some is, can't, and I don't know that we'll ever you. get to know it because I think when you're experiencing it, you probably can't communicate this back. But do you lose what is our internal voice of talking to ourselves? You know how we're always talking to ourselves constantly. Yeah. No, um, that changes. Do, that's what I wonder. Like, where that says, you, hey, you needed to go find somebody. I and wonder so where that goes because your or inner monologue stays tells you that. and just inside your head you're like fuck dude I don't remember and you're like literally saying that to yourself or no, is, you, is dementia that dementia because keep in mind what would your life be like without that internal voice being because that, that is who you are mm-hmm. like is dementia the extinguishing of that voice and that's why you're like I don't know oh I don't remember because I haven't been talking to myself anymore can I ask you a question spun off know. of this so, yeah have you ever thought about if you'd rather die in a way where you know you're d- going to die or are dying or die like th- snuffing out a candle? I think like that. Because I imagine someone falling from a far high or drowning. Yeah. They know that Our, they're, you know, and, and some people would say that does that give you time to think about the things you'd want to think about? Or maybe if you are in a room, say something you were going to yeah. say because you feel you're you're bleeding out yes maybe yeah yeah um and so you can say some of the things you'd say or do you want to like light i think i would want to light i also i don't know how dark this is i also hope for the light situation for everybody Mm. i hope like it's not like and that's you know that's selfish me just going oh i just feel like for everybody we'd all be like and gone so you know the the reality of it and i think that's we had a discussion with scott before he passed away i think it was during the pandemic or during quarantine early quarantine and he was like you know people he goes I, in my experience he goes i don't think anyone's really afraid of death he's like i think everyone's just afraid of the action of dying because mm-hmm you don't know what that's going to feel like and our assumption is it's going to be wildly painful it's going to be like some very scary very very scary and scary in that like oh what's happening and i think in the in the in the actual action of death i think something happens to where it maybe is more euphoric and less less scary and more like like oh the light oh my god you're almost it's like 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 someone just shot you up with morphine in that moment and so you don't sit there and go oh i just felt my entire body shut down and die i couldn't i don't I mean, obviously who knows mm-hmm. but i wonder if in that moment it, it I, I think we also have this fear of death because we have this preconceived notion of reality and like what our existence is and i think people negatively are like but then i'm not around anymore and i don't think they're i think a lot of people don't embrace the beautiful mystery of well, what does that mean what does it mean to not be around anymore because where where what what is next or what isn't next or for the person who died for, for the person who's, who's dying or going to die yeah. like i 
I think about it all the time. I think, what if we live on these timelines where, you know, you're, you're, th- there is another world where your grandfather is alive and he mourned your death at 15 years old. And he's going, ah, Daniel was in that car accident. Mm-hmm. And that's his mm-hmm. timeline. But your timeline that you're currently aware of Six in this string half. theory of things yeah. is that that's your – this is what this is the energy and the, the what you're getting from this moment and this time and this timeline is when this ends, what did you gain from it? Because maybe when this ends – you go right back into something else. Like that theory, I know, I think we've said on the show a lot, but so that what? theory that every single day you wake up, you don't really have, I, I mean, maybe someone shoots this down, but I like thinking that it's fun to think about. But you don't really have some proof that before now ever existed. You can't go, well, yeah, but history, we have all this stuff like, but also what if when you wake up, someone just downloads you into this world and they go, yeah, right. Daniel, no, this is your life. You grew up in Rochelle, and you're, now you're in L.A., and here's why. And, like, every day, like, what if truly today is the very first day mm-hmm. you've ever existed? And what if it's the only one that ever exists, mm-hmm. and you only have this assumption that mm-hmm. tomorrow occurs? And you're sitting here going, yeah, but right now, right now I'm living inside proof that tomorrow exists because I'm in it right now. You don't know that. That whole theory of like, well, how do I live in just now? Because you don't actually have any proof that beyond this exists or before this exists. You don't really actually have something that says 100% for sure. And so when you look at your expanse of your lifetime, you look at it and you go, well, what is to say that the thing that I'm afraid of going into, I'm not already in it. Mm-hmm. This could already be it. <laughs> you could already be in the thing that you're afraid to die and go into. Like, you might already be inside death. You might be about to be born tomorrow. You have yeah. no, there's no, it's unlimited. It's yeah. truly an infinite, I don't know what got me into that, but I, I, I like looking at things in sort of in in that regard to like handle the idea of death. Like, especially when my daughter asked me like, what is it to say we don't know? And there, and that isn't tragic. It's beautiful. Right. It's so beautiful that you don't know where she, and she'll go, well, how did, well, what happens? And I go, well, where were you before you were born? And she's like, I don't know. And I go, exactly. Maybe right now you're in the space before you're born. It could be right now. Yeah. This is the depth and the layers of everything. You're only perceiving everything as it is because we've all agreed on all of these elements. But truthfully, as we all sit here in this room, there's no proof that you alone are the only one having this experience. Listen, I maybe don't really exist in anything. It's right. just for Daniel. You have created this whole concoction in your mind of all of these all of all of these things. You don't need weed. What's that? You don't need weed. Your exactly. third eye is open. Thank you. I mean that. And sincerely. that's why I said all that. Do you know I read that this morning. <laughs> that just crushed it. What if you did I read all that on the back of a or you didn't box, read it. This but maybe morning. I knew it. But maybe right. I put it there. But it's I, I will say it's why I do sometimes think about that Gandhi quote, be the change you wish to see in the world. Not specifically because what that's telling you is, hey, if you want someone to be nice, you should be nice. Mm-hmm. I, I think what if truly your balance of your physical and mental self that you decide to really care about actually does have a butterfly effect on a grander scale of – then all these things that maybe scare you about, well, how can we actually help the world or change it? Are we too far gone? Is it too many people? Is it too negative? Is there a world where that you can affect that massive change if you literally just try on Yourself your one thing you do have control over, decisions and behaviors? Yeah. If you change those, can that be enough to have what I like to call an Oppenheimer effect? Well... That's, that and that's how I like to bookend things. Um, I will say, too, from the loss point of view of dying, uh, I lost, I've lost. i lost four people this summer in my life. Bragging. <laughs> I know. It's just a dark joke. <laughs> so funny. And, uh, but what if he is? I'm like, yeah. oh, I've only lost two. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the, uh, the ones that died in a way to where it was like a slow decline... And I've experienced this in other ways too. It really feels like they died because it was oh. like real. Yeah. And then the the one of them that was very sudden, 
it just feels like they're gone. Unrealistic. It just feels like they're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like they died. Yeah. It just feels like they're gone. Yeah. And who they were the last time I saw them is where they will live in my yes. space, in my universe forever. Yes. Because I never saw any. They were just one day gone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the other ones, you can't, it's that that's the shitty thing about having time to the benefit of saying goodbye is you also have the detriment of really watching death creep over this yes. person. Yes. And that always lives there. And that's so hard too. Yes. Because it death really fucking took you 12 rounds yeah. rather than like first round knockout. And you're like, what did the fight even happen? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's an interesting way. I don't know which is better, honestly, because yeah, there is some benefit in that person always living in that same age at that same space. The last time I saw them in that setting, but then there's also benefit in being able to like bend over a hospital bed and kiss somebody goodbye. I know. There's no. There, it's another. I mean, it's like the first question in general. There's no winning. Right. It's like mental Find and physical. You're like, ah, what is the? You're like, yeah. ah, what is the? It's almost like voting in America. <laughs> What's the lesser of the two yeah. evils? Yeah. Um, we're out of time. Okay. One word response. Are you superstitious? Not really. <laughs> Two words. Well, I have this thing. If I That's answer it? with one word, it makes me feel like I'm going to have bad Shut luck. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'll die instantly. <laughs> Michael Scott said... I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious, and that's how I feel. That's me. Rory? Maybe. I said one word. Um, I actually really don't know. Then you're probably not. But here's the thing. I, you know... There was a time when I was doing a show and I went and got a green juice that day and then I felt really lit up and healthy and I was like, ooh, that green juice is... But like, it's that's not so much superstition as the fact that it of, is actually benefiting my mental... That's a creature of habit. Strength, that's a creature like, of habit. Oh, I ate healthy and so then I felt... You're not saying I won't, I'll won't. i have a bad show if I don't do this. You're saying I felt like I had a good show because yeah, I did this. I don't that's think creature I of am. habit versus I don't think I am superstitious. Okay. But I do think that if I think about things too long negatively that I cause them. Is that the same? Or is that I just need to see a therapist? Yeah. <laughs> to all. <laughs> all encompassing. Yeah. Kendall, the fact that you wrote ding, 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 I mean, just you get Jiminy it. Christmas. You get it. Uh, we wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pals, Rory Vanderskoven. Ooh. I'm not good at it. Daniel and Daniel Van Kirk. Pen Pals is produced by Lissa Rubin and engineered and mixed by Chad Bouchard. Our artwork was created by Jeffrey Tice, and our theme music is by Patrick Keenan of The Winter Sounds. You can follow Pen Pals on Twitter and Instagram at the Pen Pals Pod. You can see all of that content thanks to Caitlin Bordini, who runs our social media. Head to youtube.com slash Daniel Van Kirk Comedy to watch these episodes absolutely free and subscribe to patreon.com slash penpals. For only $5, you can listen to a follow-up letter every week and you'll be the first to hear all upcoming penpals news. But the easiest way to support the show is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and tell everyone you know about your two favorite cackling idiots. Hashtag grow the show. Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.